0: Paid for by Airtime Media. Live from San Francisco on the
1: Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
2: Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. we got a lot to get into today on the show. There is news AW last night, their pay per view this weekend, NXT ratings when they went unopposed on Tuesday night, a lot of stuff, but obviously, one of the big stories today that relates to this show. Is the update on Jim Valley? Jim Valley's in the ICU right now, and his wife gave us the following update. She's got more on the Facebook page. Jim has a rare autoimmune disease called GPA, and while it has been in remission for about six plus years, he is having a flare up. He got laryngitis in July, but it manifested into pneumonia, which we didn't know until last week. He has a fantastic team working with him. One step at a time. And really, honestly, that's all I can tell you about the situation. I only know what she has made public. I know that... I I knew that things weren't good. I knew that Jim had told me all about his laryngitis. And his voice made it impossible for him to do the show for for several weeks. And he felt like he was getting better. And there was one week where we announced that he would be here because we thought for sure he was. But then that day he said... Had a setback, can't do the show today. And then he just disappeared off Twitter. And I knew it was probably not good, but this was the first real update that I've gotten. And the only other thing that I know is that his wife indicated that he was doing a little bit better. And doing a little bit better is very good news. So we here all wish our best to Jim Valley. Can't wait to get him back on the show on Fridays. Can't wait to get him back on the show for his episode on Saturday, but right now all the best to him. You can send messages at Jim Valley, and right now that's pretty much all his his wife would like. So I know people have been asking about different things, but one day at a time. And when we know more, we'll we'll tell everybody about it. But we'll get into all of the news and everything after the break. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Goodnight. there's a lot of meetups, eatups eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. see full terms and conditions at fuelrewards.com
0: finding the next job is a big job and that part of what you do is a little tough right
2: now because of that Lowe's for Pros is here to help get $400 in leads on us with a free one-year subscription from home advisor to connect to jobs that make sense for you sign up at lowesforpros.com proloyalty pro loyalty to get started just one more reason why Lowe's is the new home for pros now let's get to work subscription and $400 lead credit subject to home advisors approval and terms valid for new home advisor customers only Lowe's loyalty required more terms apply valid through 99 us only
1: Bro. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting
3: Network. Right in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Before we get into all the other news, The Rock and his wife and two young daughters all tested positive for COVID-19, this was weeks ago, and they are all better, so don't have to worry too much about that, but he did note that he did an Instagram video and was basically talking about how, for him, it was one of the hardest things he'd ever gone through, and he compared it to being broke and being evicted, and this was worse, he said. I don't know exactly what that means, but that's what he said. But he said his his two young daughters, who I believe are age two and four, he said that they had a mild sore throat, but they were running around like crazy people, and then they were fine. So thankfully, they barely had any symptoms. Apparently it was worse, uh, worse for him and his wife, but they are now on the good side of it, he says, on the other side. Happy to say that we as a family are good on the other end of it, no longer contagious, we are healthy. Gotten through COVID-19 stronger and healthier. Believe me, I'm counting my blessings because like all of us, we all have been hit by this thing, whether it's people we know, family we know, loved ones we know, friends we know. We're counting our blessings right now because we're well aware that it isn't always the case that you get on the other side of COVID-19 stronger and healthier. And apparently AJ Styles also has admitted that he had it. And he had one of the more interesting descriptions I have heard in 2020, he said, well, I had some extra boogers for a few days. That was his description. But he apparently had a mild case as well and was over. I presume that he was one of the 38 that suffered from it in in WWE. And Renee Young, by the way, who also had it, I did an interview the other day. And she, she pretty much talked about what we had talked about, which was, you know, she's pretty upset about the company's reaction to her having it. And being upset that she tweeted about it and all of this and that. So be safe, everybody. And Jim Valley's wife requested everyone just wear your masks. I'm in an ICU 12 hours a day wearing a mask. I'm sure you can wear a mask for 15 minutes in the grocery store. Jim Valley does not have COVID, but his, his autoimmune disease, in many ways, is very, very similar to COVID. And he is in the ICU right now, and we know nothing more about it. So everybody... Let's all take care of each other until this is over. And it will be over someday, but it's not right now. So let's take care of each other.
6: News. Oh, yes, wait. Mike. I don't mean to sound flippant there, but it's it's people like Jim with his condition. And, you know, The Rock talked about, you know, the kids running around like crazy and everything. But, you know, it's, I was going to say, you know, it, it's it's hell getting old even when you're in shape. And you got to think of those. You try to think of other people people with, you know, already autoimmune issues and people who are older. And, you know, everybody's a threat to get this, but just try to keep those people in mind uh, when it comes to trying to keep other people safe. This is not just about you. It is about other people.
3: So we got uh, AEW last night. NXT was a day earlier. NXT unopposed on the USA Network, 849,000 viewers. This is their second highest audience this year, 853,000 a couple of weeks ago, but it was it was their highest 18 to 49 number ever. Whose deal is beeping? Is that you, Mike? No, that's you, buddy. No, it's not me. I got nothing in this room. What is Dom, going on here? What the hell is happening here? Dude, is that Dave's watch again? <laughs> anyway, 849,000 viewers. They were in the top 10... In 18-49. And obviously, this led to everybody giving the pluses and minuses of NXT moving to another night. Now, I know the first thing that all of the WWE fans are going to say, which is, well, why does NXT have to move? Well, listen, NXT doesn't have to move. They don't have to do anything. But AW, for the 85th time, they wanted... To run on Tuesdays. They trademarked Tuesday Night Dynamite. Their plan was to be on Tuesday. But they don't get to make that decision. TNT makes that decision. And because of the NBA, AEW cannot go on Tuesdays. They can't. But NXT can go on Tuesdays. So, yes, if you want to cry over, well, it oh, could uh, uh, be on different nights, but why? Dude, nobody has to move, okay? But it would, it would be much easier if NXT moved to Tuesday and AEW stayed on Wednesday. If you want to argue that NXT should be on Wednesday and AEW should be on Thursday, fine, whatever, okay? But TNT wants AEW on Wednesdays, all right? Now, the reason that NXT is on Wednesdays, there's one reason and one reason only, and that is to prevent growth of AEW. Now, there's a bunch of arguments here. I mean, the argument to not move them from the WWE and apparently, according to Dave, the USA Network side is, well, if we move this NXT show to Tuesday, number one, like, we're we're admitting defeat. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Like, they don't want AEW to grow, and I guess they don't want AEW to threaten Raw on the USA Network. Okay, whatever. If that's what you want to do, fine. But, like, the alternative is... You're on Wednesday, you're getting beaten 90-95% to of the time. Like, if I'm USA Network, my options are, I can put it on Tuesday, and actually be in the top 10 in 18-49, to or I can put it on Wednesday, and every few weeks, I'm not even in the top 50. To me, it's like you can have an ego about it, or you can just do what's right for the program, and that is move it to or Thursday or whatever day I don't even care what day you put it on I don't care what day these shows are on okay but AEW can't be on Tuesday so that's out of the question whatever you guys want to do here's the thing if you put them on different days you get almost two million people watching wrestling on Wednesdays and you start building up the audience and maybe wrestling can be cool again and and Maybe it can help Monday. Maybe it can help Friday. But you know what's happening right now is we're just, we're, we're, we got a show on Wednesday preventing another show from growing, which is by the way, preventing the other show from growing as well, because NXT on Wednesday is not helping NXT grow. So yeah, I listen, if you want to have an ego and you don't want to like all of that's fine, whatever, but it's not the best for both shows. It's patently obvious here
6: you know usa they barely and i mean razor thin held the advantage last year in the basic cable ratings over tnt in 18 to 49 it was like 0.50 to 0.48 or something like that it was within like it was that small and overall it was getting very very close too I guess that's the reason why USA would want to be a part of weaponizing WWE because not only are they facing direct competition, they're doing it with a a cable channel that actually owns their property, you know, as opposed to you who has always been working with WWE. But, you know, TNT can, you know, wave around dynamite at its, you know, whatever it wants to do and, and put it wherever it wants to. I don't know. I guess that's the reason that they would be doubling down on this, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Being on Tuesday or being on another night, with the exception of Monday night, I don't need a four-hour block, I think is ultimately the best thing for TNA. It's the best thing for AEW as well, too, as far as growing fans. But definitely, I think it is for, for NXT. It takes a lot of the pressure off of them, and I
3: only think it could actually help at this point. All these people, Brian, it's not about ego, blah, blah, listen. I I don't care. Whatever they want to do is whatever they want to do. I realize WWE doesn't care about the health of the wrestling business. They only care about the health of their own company. If Raw was doing 5 million viewers, if Raw was doing 4 million viewers, if Raw was doing what it was doing last, two years ago at this time, two years ago at this time it was doing 3 million viewers, okay? If Raw was doing that, fine. Don't let AEW get a foothold. I know people are going to say, Brian, you're not making any sense. Why would they let them get a foothold when they're down to... 1.9 million viewers. Well, it's because this business is as uncool now as it has been since the early 90s. And you you wouldn't prefer if more people started to get into wrestling. If more people get into wrestling watching AEW, this could help Raw. This could help SmackDown. But, I don't know. They got six. I can't make this argument. I I just can't wrap my head around it.
6: It's very, They have six hours that they can help their network and actually grow their... If wrestling gets bigger and better off of two hours on TNT, if it, if it helps everybody, then your six hours will ultimately engulf what they do and actually be better overall for the channel.
3: Back in a moment, Observer Live.
0: 800-754-4531 426 2301.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back right, in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. All right, so this person here says, If AW gets stronger, Doesn't that hurt WWE's leverage for big money, which would help USA? If there are two networks wanting wrestling and Raw is the only show, they have to bid high. If there are two networks and two companies, they wouldn't have to pay as much. Listen, obviously, obviously, that's the case. But if you're WWE, I mean, right now, WWE is on the way down. Look at where they were 2 years ago and look at where they are now, okay? You can't argue that there has been a massive decline. I forget what it was, but it was like since last year they're down like what is it? It was 30, 25 or 30% in 18 to 49. That's a gigantic. Everyone talks about streaming and this and that. This decline is significantly larger than TV as a whole, okay? They're they're losing interest rapidly, all right? This deal ends in 2024, and they got to renegotiate in about two years. Where are we going to be in two years? All right? You look at AEW, they are not declining like this. In a lot of ways, WWE's demos are going down as AEW's demos are going up, even with NXT going head-to-head. So at this point, if, if things continue in this direction, even if they slow down AEW's growth, what is the perception in television? You've got this NXT show that, you know, it it looks like about once a month, they can't even break the top 50 in persons 18 to 49. If they ran on Tuesday, they would regularly be in the top 10. You're willing to have the perception that you can't even be in the top 50 once a month in 18 to 49, just so you can slow the growth of this other company. 25 million for that. That's the point. Like, Okay, so for $25 million, you can't even get in the top 50 once a month. For $40 million, for $40 million, AEW's demos are catching up with Raw and SmackDown. For $40 million. They've got a $1.3 billion television deal between these two. Now, granted, the way that USA Network is going, yes, USA Network is probably going to renew Raw, maybe for the same amount. I mean, who knows what will happen in two years, maybe more, maybe less. I don't even know. But the amount of money that is being paid for SmackDown, like when it's time for Fox to renew wrestling, I mean, they're going to look at all of these demos and you got one show that, I mean, for four, dude, they could, AEW could charge double what they're doing now. They're already a better value than SmackDown. So you want to continue this, this decline of NXT just to try to slow the momentum of AEW. If I'm WWE, it's like, dude, I want my demos for NXT to be strong. I don't want this perception that we can't attract younger viewers. Which, as each week goes by, that perception is going to grow in the television industry. When they're going head-to-head with another show, and that other show is, is consistently in the top 15. Until last week, they were in the top 10 for like six straight weeks. And the only demo that WWE can win is over 50s? Why would you keep that perception and increase that perception when you can move the show to tuesday and end that perception because they'll probably regularly be in the top 10 in 18 to 49
0: i
6: don't know why you continue to want to give the industry uh the impression that you're a cold product because sooner or later somebody is going to catch on to that you know and they're always going to have a home wwe will probably always with nbc universal and xfinity it's a As time goes on, these are not just TV companies. They're multi-platform entertainment companies. So they're always going to have a home somewhere. But when it starts coming down to that dollar again, I mean, you know, they seem to somehow still uh, somehow some way convince people that they're worth more and more each time around. But that was without any competition, much less one that's owned by a television network or basically run by a television network and the head of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, it's now they actually have some stiff competition constantly getting rubbed in their face, and they have not been accentuating their positives with with NXT going up against AEW. And it would help, again, it would help everybody, everybody, but mostly yourself, to get that show off of there and onto a Tuesday or something like that. It's just not working right now. It's not benefiting you currently and why you want to continue to do this, I have no idea. The thing too with with younger viewers is AEW's been around for a year. A year. You've been sliding now for how many years? Since what nineteen ninety? What 2002 when when did it, when did the drop you know start to happen and now the bottom seems to be falling out and you are at your lowest point now that you've ever been i mean i just can't at some point somebody is going to attach a monetary value to that and sooner or later that's going to happen and what position are they going to be in at that point to then scramble and explain things and i hate to say this if vince mcmahon Passed away today, just or poof, just disappeared today. What would the confidence be? You know, all you, right now, everything's, you know, good because Vince is there to a degree. If he goes, then what happens? And what that's does, actually
3: a great point. Let me jump
6: in for NBC, a second. Listen, well, give me just here one last thing before you go on, and then you can have it. Same thing goes with somebody comes into to NBA. Like I said, anybody, they, WWE is always going to have a home somewhere on well, TV. Well, wait, hold that thought because oh, I seems- want to talk
3: about what you just said. Hold that thought okay. for a second. As they say, listen, everybody, here's another thing for everyone to think about. Vince is 75 years old, okay? Listen, I'm not saying he's going to die anytime soon, but as Mike said, let's say that Vince, poof, he gets on Elon Musk's UFO and goes to the moon or Mars, okay? He's out of here. All right? So who's going to take over? I'm going to tell you who's going to take over. Triple H. All right? So what happens when it's Triple H's turn to take over? Let's say next year Triple H has to take over. And the stock market looks at Triple H's show, which because they're so damn stubborn they left on Wednesdays, and it can't even make the top 15, 18 to 49. You know what's going to happen to WWE stock? When the guy that is set to take over from Vince, his track record is he can't even break the top 50 once a month? Dude, move that show to Tuesday. They'll regularly be in the top 10. And then if Triple H has to take over, you can go, look, I've been running my own show. I'm in the top 10 all the time. That's another thing.
6: Well, and that's and say that happens, and as that happens, we get a new head at NBC Universal that goes, you know, I really like uh, what we did back in the day with Scrubs and those shows, and I see all of this money we're spending here where that money could be spent in this way, and, you know, I never really liked wrestling much anyway. What can we do about this? Where You know, is this really worth the amount of money we're putting into Just things like that happen, and once they happen, and and you don't know when they're going to happen. And WWE has been, I think, very... Look, they have done a lot of great things. When you look at their production, how they run a business, there are a lot of things that you know WWE there's a reason that they are as powerful and as strong as they are and whether you like them or not they have you know they are an incredible machine that they have formed but you know as soon as you start to show a little bit of rust you know that that can start to get dangerous and i believe right now they're showing a little bit of rust so again we're all fantasy booking out into the future here to a point the right now is they're sucking wind, and it's obvious that when they are not head-to-head with AEW, they are in a much better spot for not only themselves when it comes to the rating, but also for USA.
3: Chat, Twitch homies, bros, I understand. I'm well aware that the point of NXT on Wednesdays is to ca- I know that, okay? But I'm looking at the other aspects of it besides that. That they are not looking at. The perception that you can't get anybody except old people to watch this show. Somebody else in the chat goes, how come the investors don't ask about uh, why uh, we're down 30% in 18 to 49 over two years? Listen, because these institutional investors, I realize I'm hard on them. I say they don't know what's going on. That is true. But they're examining 50 different companies. Okay? WWE is one of them. They don't sit here and listen to this Actually, some of them do. But the vast majority don't sit here and listen to shows like this and read The Observer and everything like that. Okay? But you know what? This was the year. This was the year. It was the second conference call of this year that investors started actually asking some pretty good questions. Okay. Now, they haven't caught on to everything yet. But... WWE is going to rene- be renegotiating in two years now. Even though it's been it's taken a while, the day is going to come when they're going to figure out what's going on here. Why are you losing on Wednesdays to this show? Why are you only attracting people over fifty? Why are your eighteen to thirty-four persons non-existent? What's go- they're going to ask those questions. Now, no one's asking those questions yet. So WWE is doing what they're doing. If it's me, I am proactive, and I try to turn this around now so that I can make some great deals in 2022. Instead of sitting here and focusing on the now and trying to crush this, which, by the way, isn't working. (laughs) That's the other point. They're trying to prevent AEW. It's not working. They're losing practically every week. I think they've won nine times in what? How many weeks has it been? 50, almost 50. So dude, we got to think, we got to have forward thinking here. Not just the right here and now. Get a moment, server live.
0: And
2: now, today's Real Ketones Good Health Tip. Beginning your low-carb lifestyle? Just start simple. Number one, pick protein, chicken, beef, pork, turkey, seafood, and eggs. Number two, pick low-carb veggies, cauliflower, broccoli, zucchini, cucumbers, etc. Number three, add good fats, butter, cheese, bacon, avocado, and nuts. It's that simple. And now, a word from Real Ketones Keto Energy Shots. If you knew there was an energy shot that also helped you lose weight, would you try it? Real Ketone's Keto Energy Shots give you sustained energy without the sugar jitters or crash. That's why Keto Energy Shots constantly get five-star reviews. The secret is our patented all-natural ingredient DBHB. This powerful ingredient revs up your metabolism and turns your body into a fat burning machine in only minutes. Feel energized while shredding unwanted pounds. Pull into a CVS now and look for Keto Energy Shots in the weight loss aisle. Or go to Real Ketone
0: That's
1: 800-403-5912. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I like to say, by the way, than me wanting NXT to move to Tuesdays or Thursdays. I don't care. I don't care which show moves. This is not about because I need AEW to be unopposed so they do better. This argument is about NXT doing better because we have now seen what they do unopposed, and it's way better than what they do with head-to-head competition. Now, the other thing is, Does anybody here think that if AEW were unopposed, they'd automatically be doing two and a half, three million viewers? No. They'd probably be doing 950,000 to a million. They would have a bump, but it's not like they're going to double because they don't have competition. AEW's increase with no NXT is going to be less than NXT's increase without AEW. My arguments here are all about strengthening NXT. Strengthening the show for the future. Strengthening the show for Triple H's resume. Strengthening the show for their own good when it comes time to renew that deal or Raw's deal. Getting more people watching pro wrestling. Everyone talks about trickle down. Well, you know, if Raw starts doing better, all the other promotions will do better. Yeah, well, you know what? I did see that. When wrestling was really hot in the 90s. A lot of indie shows were doing way better. But you know what? There's also trickle up when everything sucks. When 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 wrestling is at a low point in interest, if you can get a small promotion that starts doing better and getting people buying out all of their dolls from the from the Walmart and a book is number 1 on Barnes and Noble that doesn't come out for 2 months, if you start building up interest, that can in fact trickle up. So I I understand everybody. I know why they're on Wednesdays. I know the short-term thinking. I even know what they feel the long-term thinking is. But I disagree with the long-term thinking of why the show is on Wednesdays opposing AEW.
6: So supply-side economics or trickle-down
3: economics. uh, What are trickle-up
6: economics called?
3: Trickle-up economics.
6: AEW's here right now because of trickle-up economics. You know, shirts in a hot topic, uh, showing people will travel to pay, will pay to travel and to see you. I mean, all of those things, and this is where they're at right now, and this is the position they've put themselves in. Like, nobody's feeling bad for WWE. Everybody completely, we both understand that, you know, dollars make sense, and there are our investors out there that as long as they have dollars they don't feel the need to have any sense and they will continue to invest in WWE and be blinded by certain numbers but at some point at some point somebody's going to take a critical eye and go man we keep giving you all of this money and we're looking at these numbers and well you're you're over 50 they love you but it's not the over 50 that we get from fox news or from cnn or msnbc where there's a high dollar amount that we can get advertising money from no your older doesn't really have that and you know we like you because you market all of this stuff all of these toys that you have all these belts they go to these kids and we're looking at your kid numbers and uh what are we growing here you're not growing between 12 and 17 certainly not between 18 and 34 so where are your new people coming from? At some point, again, WWE's not going to go out of business or anything like that, but at some point, you're going to have to address these things. We we see it. There's a, about 1.5 million people, I'll give you 2 million people in this country, that really like pro wrestling. That's it. That's it. And as entertainment becomes more fragmented... As there become more choices on stealing the spotlight from you, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any easier. And are you really doing what you need to do for the future? I think that we we already know our answer. Well,
3: here's another thing, okay? So when I was in high school and just gotten out of high school, mid-90s, when wrestling sucked. 1977. And WCW was was horrible and WWF was horrible. This was before the Monday Night Wars. I would go to indie shows around here and there was nobody at these shows. And then the Monday Night Wars exploded. And at one point we had 11 million people watching both shows at the same time on Monday nights. And you know what happened to all of those indies that I went to? They exploded. Because... When the wrestling business did great, as we just talked about, it did, in fact, trickle down to all of those little indies, okay? So then, the Monday Night Wars ended, ECW died, WCW died, and WWF went into the doldrums, okay? And that did, in fact, badly affect all of the indies and all of the smaller promotions. But you know what? In 2012... WWF or WWE moved Raw to three hours. I told you all the time. There's a video on the uh, internet that everyone keeps emailing me. Brian, do you know you predicted the the birth of AEW in in 2011 or something like that? Dude, it doesn't take a genius in 2011 to see that if you do pro wrestling right, like <laughs> I'm not even going to put myself over for that. I even watched the video. Like this is this was this did not take a genius to see this, okay? But you know what else didn't take a genius? When they went to three hours in 2012, I told everybody oh. this was going to be doom. It didn't take a genius. You could look at the, when when Nitro went to three hours. It's three hours is too long to watch a show, and it's a barrier of entry for new fans. All right? So for, I don't know, a few months, everything was okay, and then the collapse began. And it has been steadily collapsing since. Then on top of that... We had the booking that everybody hated. We had the Roman Reigns situation where blah, 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 blah. blah. You You can mark them off a sheet. All of these things that drove fans away from WWE. And you know what happened? The Indies didn't decline. They actually exploded. Because they were now not running off casual fans. Now they were running off hardcores, and those hardcores wanted something to do. They wanted some wrestling. And so, like, I remember a few years ago, we had Rocky Romero on the show. He's sitting there raving about what a glory... Rocky Romero's been around a long time. And he was talking about how this was a glory period for the indies. And we would go to all of these indie shows on WrestleMania weekend. I'd talk to these guys who were having the time of their lives. It was an indie boom which, by the way, ended when WWE signed all of those guys away and then we had COVID. But you realize that the reason that AEW is doing as well as it is, I mean, in part, that is because WWE drove everybody off. And there's a lot of people that quit watching WWE and they just want some good professional wrestling. So my point of all of this is, if you're worried about AEW gaining a foothold and 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 starting to to take off, you know what you should really be doing? Instead of killing your 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 secondary show on the USA Network, maybe you should be figuring out how to get those wrestling fans back into Raw again. Because you're telling me that you can't figure out a way to get hardcore fans to watch WWE with the talent they've got. I mean, dude, this shouldn't be that hard. But they're fixated on the wrong thing. They're fixated on stopping the growth of AEW, as opposed to fixating on how to turn their own promotion around and getting people to watch their shows. And trust me, if there were people satisfied with WWE, that would do that would make a bigger dent in AEW than trying to put NXT head to head with AEW on Wednesday nights, and still having three-hour plotting, badly booked shows on Monday and even worse booked shows on Friday. Damn
6: right. You think about that. I mean, if Raw was was hot, that carries over to SmackDown, and then it may trickle down to NXT. You know, it's a, NXT's a little bit of a different animal the way it's everything is structured, but. That attention, and then, you know, that again, if Raw is better off, it's only going to help SmackDown, and that's only going to help NXT. And then, again, there are your six hours of programming over your three networks on top of your pay-per-views and everything else that you're going to have that is going to be taking attention away from New Japan, NXT, or AEW, whoever else is out there that you consider, you know, competition. And I'll say this, too. You know, they need somebody nipping at them they they do whether they'll admit it or not they absolutely do so aew fine let let, they should be letting them thrive they should hope that they're actually doing something because it should light a fire behind you and it should light it underneath you to do more than just try to throw your money around and sign everybody you know it should try to make you better and creatively i know dave will say and people will say how much they're trying i don't know You know, I don't know. I see a lot of lazy-ass storytelling, and there's been a lot of lazy storytelling and a lot of laziness with this company for a long time. Way back, talking about 2011, how many times did we say, this group is actually trying to imitate, feels like they're imitating Impact, and why in the world would you want to do that? And now look at them. Now they're actually atrophied down to where they're doing numbers like Impact.
3: This person's mad there's still been no AEW talk. Listen, I talked about AEW for 20 minutes last night. I'm going to talk about AEW for 45 minutes today. The gist of it, I thought it was the weakest AEW show of the year. I was, I, I can't say I was baffled by the show, but I mean, it's abundantly clear now that with with the way that they are running the show in an outdoor setting, even though they got 500 fans in there and they want to move it up to 750 fans, we've seen this with New Japan. We've seen this with other 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 promotions. An outdoor building where the sound doesn't travel, and you're keeping fans way up in the cheap seats, I mean, you may as well not even have fans. Like, I- I'm not saying don't have fans, because, you know, they're doing the best they can. They literally have got these giant zip ties, and they- they're cordoning off areas. So you can't move from the socially distant seat that you're sitting in. They don't zip tie you to the chair, but, like, you can't move three seats over. You can't move down. Like, you're stuck in your pod, they're wearing masks, they're outdoors, but as far as like the ambiance of the show, it's patently obvious now. The taped shows where they do crowd-sweetening are better than the live shows. And now that WWE is doing the Thunderdome, and they're piping in the music, and they've got all those fans making noise, it used to be that the AEW atmosphere was better because WWE is in a dark, empty building. But now that they've moved to the Thunderdome, now I watch AEW and I'm thinking, dude, they need something. They need crowd sweetening or something. And the lack of crowd hurt a lot of these segments. And they they had far fewer great matches, like zero. They had a lot of talking segments to build up the pay per view. And I know that the people want to just, I mean keep burying AEW, but you want to know what I noticed about AEW last night? Set. They had the weakest show of the year, and it was still better than virtually every SmackDown I've watched over the last three months. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. Like, if WWE would just concentrate on having good shows, everything would be better. AEW has the worst show I've seen this year. It's still better than whatever they're doing on Fridays. That's the issue. They've got to worry about themselves And quit worrying about just trying to stomp out the competition. Because let me tell you something. Every AEW show isn't going to be like this. This was one show that I've seen this year that was a pretty bad show. Most of them are much better. The issue here is worry about yourself. This is WWE we're talking about here. If they just put out a better product, they wouldn't have to worry about anything. At least not to a major degree but they're so worried about the other show that we're getting these terrible programs. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
7: Plus broad spectrum, equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration.
0: We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. You are listening to Wrestling
1: Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline
3: Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Simpervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Hey, we got some good news at least. Nigel Ooh. McGinnis is back. Hey. For WWE UK. Thank good. God. <laughs> I sick. wish he was back for the main roster. Hey, hey man, I like uh, the Wade Barrett
6: and Vic Joseph and uh, Beth Phoenix together. I, I know it's probably... If Vince heard them, they'd be too boring, be too professional. They're not bickering enough, whatever it
3: would be. But I really, really enjoyed that as a
6: change of pace. I liked that a lot.
3: Let's see. If NXT moved to Tuesdays, to begin with, like they should have, they would have taken all the people that habitually tuned in for SmackDown. Yes, they would have. SmackDown did, in fact, used to be on Tuesdays. And it was doing about what it's doing on Friday nights on Fox. Would you tell you that Tuesday ain't a bad night for wrestling? Hey, I was wrong yesterday. I thought that it was going to be – I thought Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday was going to be too much. It wasn't. So there you go. I don't know how it will be going forward, but it wasn't this week. People inform, like, why did you insult Impact? I'm not talking
6: about the Impact of now. I'm talking about the Impact of back then because the Impact of back then being so bad for so long is the reason that nobody talks about Impact when it's good now.
3: All right, everybody. We're out of time. Hey, listen. Yesterday, we had a lot of news. And so we basically had a limited amount of time to talk about AEW and NXT. But tonight, fear not. Fina and I have a full 90 minutes to give you all of our thoughts on the NXT show from Tuesday and the AEW show from last night. It's coming up only for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com. Subscribers get brand new subscriber-only shows throughout the day every day. I do two to three shows every single day. You only hear one for free. The other one's only for subscribers. And 11,000, actually it's probably 12,000 by now, archive shows. And I'm not kidding, 12,000 archived shows dating back to 2005. So check it out, WrestlingObserver.com. We're out of here. Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.